Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. Look, do you need a defense attorney? Go with the best in the business. That is Aurora Law Firm. You hear Manny Aurora on the show a couple times a month, currently representing Anna Delvey, the real one from the Inventing Anna Netflix documentary. Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide, has handled litigation in over 19 different states and has represented many clients uh, in the celebrity field, you know, as well as professional athletes, law enforcement agents, lawyers, uh, politicians, you name it. Manny and his crew have been there and done that. And they can help you as well if you're in need of a defense attorney. As a former prosecutor, Manny Aurora understands the other side of the case. TheAuroraLawFirm.com. That's the website. TheAuroraLawFirm.com. If you have a question for Manny when he makes a stop with the BS, you can leave a message on our hotline, 404 369 3825. Or the show's social media and get all that information off podcastthebs.com. Look, my wife sells houses for a living, and she always tells her clients that are selling their house if you want to upgrade your property value, you got to do something with the kitchen and or the bath. And you don't have to be selling your house to upgrade the kitchen and bath. It's just something nice to do. And it upgrades the property value tremendously. That's why I'm telling you about UCI Kitchen and Bath, which has been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator, plus installer for the past 20 years, servicing all of Georgia, parts of Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida. It is a one-stop shop for you. You can pop into their showroom in Norcross, Georgia, and you can see their design team, meet their design team, and watch how they'll transform your kitchen and bathroom into this beautiful and functional environment to fit your personality, right? Uh, plus all the latest trends. They've got displays there. So it might give you some good ideas. It's a one-stop shop. As I said, UCI Kitchen and Bath also provides installation, whatever you buy. Let's save you some cash. Mention the BS, you get 10% off regular-priced countertops. So save some money. Mention the Bailey Show podcast, 10% off Regular price countertops. UCIGranite.com. I love people. All right, all right, all right. The BS presents Let's Talk To. People are strange when you're a stranger. I cannot wait to see who it is. Oh, <laughs> I hope it's Frank Sinatra's ghost. Oh, podcastthebs.com it's better than radio one of the funniest comedians out there not only great on stage stand up wise old school but uh, more movies than I can count more voiceover work than I can count uh, now wanting to talk about his music which is amazing. Like when I listen to the song I Know by Tommy Davidson uh, featuring Richard Elliott, I'm sitting there going, this, this song should have come out 25 years ago and been in the movie Boomerang. It would have been perfect. <laughs> I, I, I see a fist pump from you, Tommy. Is that what you're going for? Uh, not quite Boomerang, but I get where you're going. Yeah. it was Because it, there was a run in the 90s of all these great R&B bands that re- made you remember the decade. And right, right. that's kind of the vibe that I got from this song. It's that old school R&B with a little jazz twist. And, right, right. And that's one of the reasons why I love the movie Boomerang so much is because of the music. The music goes with the plot line. It, it really actually does. I, just, I, I think I got 
kind of mad because I wasn't in the movie. So go ahead. Yeah. Well, well, did did you were you up for the movie? I'm assuming your friends. You know what? With I wasn't up for any of that dude's movies. I don't know what's wrong with that guy. He puts everybody in his movies but me, and then every time he has a movie. It makes me audition. I'm like tired of dude. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> You're done. But it's like it's like it's like it's like being Michael Jordan mm-hmm. and Isaiah doesn't pass you the ball in the All Star game <laughs> because there's heat uh, that you don't know of, right? Yeah, you know. <laughs> but you go way back with David Allen Greer. You go way back with Martin Lawrence. Uh, you would think that, you know, being friends and, and, and starting everybody starting their career around the same time and jumping through the same f- hoops of fire, that this right. would be an easy mesh for a Tommy Davidson into one of Murphy's movies. Right. I need you to name some white people on that list, by the way. But, um, <laughs> um, uh, 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 you know, it, it's just one of those times where this is just this renaissance and everybody just, you know, descended on L- on Hollywood. You know, pretty much after the success of Eddie Murphy, people just started, you know, just kind of like migrate, not even kind of. We all moved to Hollywood, bro, mm-hmm. you know, to try to take take our shot at the big time, you know, and it worked. Yeah. And the comedy store was your kind of place like most uh, other comics, too. I mean, when there was the migration of comics. To, to Hollywood, it was, it's kind of the Johnny Carson effect, right? Johnny moves out to, to Hollywood, yeah. and you guys follow, right, to try to get on Carson. Yeah, more like the Triangle Slave Trade, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> no, so 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 no. What 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 happened was we were we were the we we came in during that during that particular cycle, you know. And and when I say that, you know, when I got to the comedy store and was working comedy clubs, I, I use my hands a lot. When I, in the comedy club, you know. Um, in LA, these are the people that were cutting their teeth and, and the big stars in stand-up. They hadn't had, they hadn't had movies yet or TV shows. Roseanne Barr, Rosie O'Donnell, Tom Hanks, uh, Michael Keaton, um, Letterman, uh, Adams, Adam Sandler, uh, uh, Ben Stiller, Jim Carrey, wow. Damon Wayans. Like these were the people that, that we were like, Oh man, Damon's playing in the main room. We all got to go see him, you know. Oh, oh man, Adams in the Adams in the belly room. Run over there real quick, you know. It's like oh, Tommy Thomas in the, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We were just comics. Do you, no? do you look? Do you look back now? Like especially maybe some old. I named f- all white guys. Did I name any black guys uh, on that run? You had anyway, a lot. Of, you had a lot of white people and white women too. Now that we're throwing in the women, yeah, so that's yeah. that's important. As a matter of fact, can you pan over, please? Because you guys are kind of not interesting. <laughs> yeah. All right, but go ahead. That's a Jill. <laughs> And we'll we'll just make sure we focus on a Jill. Uh, so so with the the comedy the, the comedy store, you know, you see some of these old pictures from comics, and I've got a lot of friends that are in the business, and you know, they'll share some pictures with me of just you know back in the day. You know, you're sitting there with a Richard Pryor and an Eddie Murphy and a, or a Jim Carrey and a Robin Williams, and there's some white guys in there. So just these these legends. You, you did it. You did it. These legends. Okay, these legends. I'm. He's sitting, Canadian, but that doesn't matter. That doesn't count. No, you you have sorry. those pictures don't you i do yeah i got plenty of those pictures yeah yeah it was it, it's um hmm, i got a few like i got a lot of them but what am i going to do with them because back then you know you couldn't just oh let me take out my phone you know you had those paper cameras <laughs> right <laughs> that you had to take to like cvs 
No, I mean, no, there wasn't a C- there wasn't a CVS. It was like Bill's photo mat in the middle of yeah, a parking lot. Was. Yeah, yeah, and you had to just have physical, you know. So you got your pack of pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, these are from the other night. <laughs> and then you go through, and only three of them are good. Yeah, so I got plenty of those. <laughs> you know, and, and but but retaking those and put them on putting them online just makes people think that like that guy's really old. You're not as old as the picture looks, but you just get aged because the picture looks old. Well, I don't think so. I, I love looking at those pictures. You know, I, I'm referencing a lot of the comedy store stuff because of the doc that was done. Um, I think Paulie did the doc for, for, for right. Showtime. And I, I, there was a lot of stuff that I like to learn things. And, right. and I just learned right. so much about the history and how Mitzi Shore was like the godfather of comedy. She either liked you or she didn't. And if she didn't, you were kind of screwed and there was nowhere else to go. Oh, man. You know, or she could, or she, Jason, Doc, for your listeners, that's a documentary. Jason got a lot of, a lot of good entertainment speak. I just want to break that down for you. He also <laughs> sounds like the cloud guy on the trolls. But anyway, so, 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 um, um, yes, she was very um, calculated. Yeah. About what she did, what she did for me was unbelievable. But what she did to me, I hated her. Really? And I didn't really realize that you look like Harry Long a little bit. Um, um, <laughs> but I didn't really realize that she was really helping me. Uh-huh. But how can you? How can I realize that? I moved out there. I had a job as a, as, as an assistant chef at a Ramada Inn. I had a Datsun B210. I had a Celica that I had brought, you know, uh, using my mother's um, credit union. Had a little apartment, you know, worked at kind of like a, a Home Depot kind of place. I'm 18. I move. I'm catching the bus. I'm like out every night, all night at the comedy clubs, trying to break in after having a job, right? I'm working at a deli, it, it, you know, and, and every time I go to the comedy store, they say, you're not what we're looking for, you know, and I have to go the next week. And, it, you know, you go and you pull your name out of the hat on a Monday, mm-hmm. but you can't come back for another three or four Mondays to do it again. And you were in that line. You, you had to pull your oh name. Oh, my God. Yeah. There at the Laugh Factory, the Ice House, all of them, you know. So I go through this process. She would not let me in the door. Finally lets me in the door. I'm going up into the little rooms. I'm going on late, like one o'clock in the morning. I'm begging the audience not to leave. You know, <laughs> I, I just need two people to be here. That's how I got really good. So I can perform from one person up. So, 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 so. Finally, I get a call. You're in the main room. Wow. You're in the main room of the comedy store. You, you're scheduled. I'm like, okay. I'm losing my mind. They said, I said, okay. They said you're on the show with Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor. Wow. On Friday and Saturday night, and I go, okay, I'm slowing my story story down because this is true. And I go, well, okay, just give me their info because I guess I'm hosting, right? And they said, no, you're on the show. So I said, okay, so how much time am I doing to open? They said, you're not opening. You're part of the show. Eddie goes on 30 minutes, and you go on 30 minutes, and Pryor goes on 30 minutes. Then the second show... Briar goes on first for 30 minutes. You go on second for 30 minutes. And Eddie closes for 30 minutes. And this is Friday and Saturday in the hottest show. So I'm like, me and my manager at the time are looking at each other like, are you serious? 
and not for one, not one second did I say, "Oh, I'm nervous." You know, yeah. It was like, "Give me the ball. Give me the ball." How'd you do? Damn narration killed it. Wow! So that was your first big gig as a comedian was performing mm-hmm. with Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor. Yeah. Wow. At the comedy store. At the comedy store where you yeah. were busting your ass week after week trying to get in. Right. Right. But in black world, there's two worlds sometimes. In black world, I was the hottest thing in the big black club. So we're Magic Johnson and, and, and um, you know, all the Raiders. The Raiders were actually winning Super Bowls back then. <laughs> um, we, all, the, all the hotness was there. Uh-huh. Well, I was in those lineups as the top, one of the top guys Yeah. at the comedy store. No. So we're in some little, we're in the little closet over there. I call it a closet because they weren't dressing rooms. It was just like a closet with no door. So the big room where, where the, where the celebrities hang out and this chicks and they're having like chicken and rotisserie and whatever. Friar <laughs> you know, walks out. Me and my manager are just talking to each other. You know how, fantastic that was and prior looks me up and down like he just shocked us because he stuck his head around the corner and he looks me in the face and he goes man he's a funny mother (laughs) and walked away (laughs) and i was like two hands raised and called my mom told her what happened and she was like i told you not to leave because about a week before that she sent me a $20 bill in the mail uh-huh. and, and, and it was like, you know, the, 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 the big pads, the big legal pads, the yellow yeah. ones that used to be with the line. Sure. Yeah. So that's folded up in there. Right? And she <laughs> leaves me a note that says, don't leave. And I know you need the 20. Oh, you that's know what cool. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and then by, by this so, time, uh, Richard Pryor was, you know, already in movies, the toy silver streak, uh, hear no evil, see no evil, uh, doing all those things. Right. He's literally, he literally set himself on fire that night just to outperform me. But anyway, <laughs> um, um, uh, you know, it was like Daffy Duck, you know, and, and Bugs, he's trying to outdo him and he puts TNT and he blows up and they love you. They love you, Daffy. They love you. I know, I know, but I can only do it once. But, but it was just like one of those things where it just really set me on a path where I felt like I was going to be, be successful usually successful in this business. It wasn't until I was with her at dinner at the La Jolla comedy store, because she adopted me and Chris rock and a couple of other comedians as the new faces of the comedy store. Mm -hmm. So we're the young people that she sends around to the comedy store Mm -hmm. as headliners, me, Chris rock, probably sure her son. Um, and we're having dinner in, 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 um, La Jolla and I'm there with my toddler, you know what I mean? At the time, my, my, my son was an infant, they're 30s now. And she says, I know, iconic. She says, I know you hated me. <laughs> Still, you know, like brooding, right? Uh, you know, but she relieved me of that subconscious resentment that I had, you know? And she said, um, but I always make the good ones wait. Oh, that's good. And she said, and I, at some point, 
I kind of got a little nervous because I, I didn't think you were going to pass the test. You know, and that's you know what's a shame about that is oh, I, man, I, 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 I saw relief now. You I, know, I subscribe to that that way of learning, that hard love, that put in the hard work. You know, and it's I hate to be the guy to say this, but it's almost a, an out dated tradition of fashion you know a lot of younger comics today might have been fed up and said who the hell is this woman to tell me that i'm not right. ready and i'm just done i'm gonna find another way there's so many reality television shows i could right. go on. right it's exactly how black people feel about reparations but anyway um <laughs> um but it, it it it's one of the we're now you know now that we're talking right now what a what a wonderful day we got you know yeah you know we're we it was it was kind of tough to get the get the app working but look what we can but look what we can do yeah you know? and here we are right yeah and and your 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 life your career uh your music I've, I've been a fan let me tell you when i fell in love with you i mean outside of being a fan of in living color which we can talk about here in a minute if you don't mind back in mm-hmm, early 2000s I was hosting an event in Orlando, Florida at the Hard Rock Live for a private Going back. private okay. private a private event for some business. And uh one of the performers that night, or the performers that it was Poison, the band Poison. And, and Kim Kardashian was there. And Kim Car okay, so Kim, I was the host that night of this thing. I was doing the auction and everything. Nice! I remember it. And and I did. I, I wasn't told the whole lineup. All I knew was Poison because I I knew Brett Michaels, and I was right, like, right. "Oh, this is cool." And then you walk out in this suit and you do. It's like Tom. You know, there's like you got to introduce Tommy Davidson. I was like, well, "Tommy Davidson's here." I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's doing he's doing stand up right now. I was like, "How much money did you guys spend on this night?" So you know, I'm like, "Ladies and gentlemen, you know, Tommy, you know, you come out and you do this stand up, and I'm sitting there with my jaw dropped, rolling." Just laughing my ass off. And then you're done. And I get up there and I was like, you know, I'm around applause time does. And I walk back there because I wanted to try to meet you. I didn't realize Kim Kardashian was there. Now, she, she was a big deal at the time, but nowhere near as big as what she was years to right. follow. She's this little short thing walking around. Yeah. And, uh, I hate that back then, by the way, but anyway, go ahead. I'm just kidding. No, I mean, not kidding, but I was, no, I, hey, don't, I, hey, hey, don't broadcast that. I, I, was, I, I was looking for you, but there was like an entourage of Kardashian people. Yes, yes she was already brewing. <laughs> yeah. right. and, I, and you were going out the back door of the hard rock there, and I couldn't get to you. I just like wanted to meet you, and I was so disappointed. Never since then, I don't think I ever had you on a radio show or anything. I was like so excited Dang, when I found yeah, out. This is a really good connect. Yeah. Can I tell you some, a, a couple of things about that show? Please, yeah. Real quick. I, I met what is now one of my super-duper best friends, and he's the guy that put that together. Oh. It actually was was to raise money for the um, Down Syndrome Foundation of Orlando. Yeah. And the guy that did it, you know, is really, really um, financially successful, you know, runs a, a, a cell phone company. Just he's rich, tremendously successful. And I didn't know him that night. There's an Italian chef that I know is one of the best chefs in the world. And I wanted him. I found that he was Italian. So I'm, I'm like, you got to meet my friend who's the best chef ever, right? So I introduced them. And they're like, yeah, so they go into all this whole thing. And then, yo, 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 you like the match? Me too. You know, well, who's the Yankee? You know, it's the Italian thing they're going yeah. into, right? So I back off, you know, because, you know, Italians got that. Yeah, yeah, that thing, you know. So I'm in my dressing room 
after that night and I'm about to leave. So the guy comes down to my dressing room and he says, Hey, I just wanted to say goodbye and thank you for coming. But can I ask you a question? I said, sure. He said, how come we paid you and Kim Kardashian the same amount of money? You said hi to every person. Well, I guess not now, but you said hi to every person. You signed autographs down to the last person. Mm-hmm. You know, um, she left right after. She did. Yeah. That, that, yeah. that that's what, she, that's what that, right. that pile of people that you were escorting right. her out. Right. And he said, why is that? You know? And I said, I couldn't answer that question. Uh, but for me, this is like something really special that's happening to me. You know, I went from um, having a job as an assistant chef at Ramada to doing this, you know, and I never want to forget that stuff. You know, when I first, you know, I got thrown out of the house when I was 13 because I was hanging out with the, the, with, with the, with, with the boys around my neighborhood you know, burglarizing and selling drugs and craziness. And my mom threw me out and said, if you don't get a job, you can't come home. I got a job at IHOP and I could come home, but I was laughing stock to them because they had gold chains and sneakers and all this stuff, you know? And fast forward to this moment, life is pretty good and I really want to thank you. We have been friends for years. I am a national spokesperson for his foundation We've traveled the world. He just did a huge WWF fundraiser in Orlando for, for Down Syndrome, and the kids wrestled wrestled all the big names. Mm-hmm. I, 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 our, I saw was, that. I saw that. There's a yeah, man. There's an influencer on Instagram. Uh, I think he goes yes, by the yes. name of Charlie. Yes, yes. Yeah. Good guy, yeah. Oh, you know this guy. Yeah, yeah. I met him that night, and we talked on the phone and stuff. Yeah. You know, naturally, I'm going to meet him because he's a part of um, – you know, uh, uh, John's whole, John Chariando is his name, by the way. And um, I've been able to raise money for that foundation just like, you know, I was on the, you know, the worst chef. And what's that show with the white lady with the glasses and you answer all these questions? The weakest link. Right. Yeah. And uh, like, I get voted off the first round <laughs> on all these shows, right? Kick ass on the shows, but then the group votes me off. I'm mm. like, what? <laughs> but the good part about that is, they always say, and you know, and all my answers were right. You know, they always say, "Where do you want to put your uh, your uh, donation to? Uh, what 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 foundation?" And I always say them. Yeah, you know, nice. so everything everything kind of works out. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's like Kansas says. You know, carry on my wayward son. <laughs> oh, there'll be peace when you are gone. <laughs> Right. And you, wait, you, we, 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 don't, don't, don't you, you cry, no. no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the end, but that's the end, the last one. Yeah. Who Everybody would, likes to Anyway. Who would have ever thought that Tommy Davidson and I would be singing Kansas, Wayward Son, uh, on, the, on the podcast? This is great. Hey, let me go back quickly to the comedy store, because after the comedy store and the success... You then got the in living color gig, correct? Yeah, basically. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. 
Watkins Law Firm, trial and litigation attorneys. So if it's personal injury, wrongful death, contracts and transactions, landlord and tenant disputes, or just general civil litigation, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC is where you need to go. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC. And here's Tyler's tip of the day. So get this. It's easier to sue someone if their dog injures your livestock than it is if it injures you. If you're attacked by someone else's dog, you can only recover from the owner if you can show the dog had previously attacked someone or if it was violating a leash law. However, if that dog injures livestock, then you don't have to show anything. Amazing, isn't it? Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC, serving all of Georgia. Next time, talk to Tyler. Looking for a new deck, Rockland Contracting? Well, David Hawks, he's the guy that can do it because he's the best at what he does. His phone has been ringing off the hook because of you two percenters. Guess what? That's a good thing. Keep it ringing. 678-879-3867. Deck design and build. He's got this amazing 3D software. You're going to know what you're getting before construction even starts. By the way, if you know how to build a deck, you're any good at it, right? Uh, David Hawks is hiring and he's paying pretty darn good. Also specializing in basement remodel, new HVAC installation, and more. RocklandContractingLLC.com, 678-879-3867. Help you help your business get to the next level. And you do that by incorporating create graphics in there. Whether it's vehicle wraps, corporate events you might be having, interior, exterior events, Graphic Design and Apparel, Create Graphics, is a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, wide-format printing, and graphic installation. Excellent customer service where every project is going to get that one-on-one experience from start to finish. CreateGraphics.net, C-R-E-A-T-E-G-R-A-P-H-I-X.net. We can call 770-369-9962, 770-369-9962. And back to you, Jason. Um, because Keenan was a fan. When I first moved to L.A., I was really the, one of the hottest comics, you know, although I couldn't get in at the at the white clubs. I'm going to say that, you know, because it's true. You know, I would I would really do well. And they'd always say, you're not what we're looking for. You know what I mean? I had that same exact experience with Lauren Michaels in New York, too, um, for for Saturday Night Live. I was supposed to be on the show and was supposed to be auditioning and he wanted to go into this whole speech about he's not looking for a black comedian and Eddie Murphy was a mistake and all this. Oh. I can tell when not going to hire me, bro. You know, I can also tell when a manager comes in and he's going to fire everybody because he's the new manager, mm. you know? Yeah. That's all kiss my ass. You know, I went about my business and in living color happened. Thank God, you know? Um, but it was just that time. So when that happened, when the comedy store happened, the wheels just started rolling and I got a lot of big offers you know, at the end of the day, um, nothing really happened. And then Keenan called uh, with an offer for a living color. And I actually said no, because I went through this this really hot period and had all these offers from Disney and was going to be, a, had a choice to be a lead on um, Murphy Brown, which I didn't know what it was. Uh, Disney offered me a holding deal. You know, all this great stuff happened and then didn't happen. Mm. So I um, said, nah, I don't want to do that show. My my smart agent called me and said, why don't you just audition? You get it. You get it. You don't, you don't. So I auditioned for the sketch part of it. And I, I think I, I know that I bombed terribly. Cause they, when I left the room, they were like, uh, uh, Hey, so, 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 so bye. 
you know. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah. So, so you, so have a good. Um, your, your. Do you have your parking? You know. So I didn't get it. So, so yeah. When they start talking parking valet, you didn't. Get it. You can. You can get your valet. Part your your thing stamped. <laughs> it's like you, you're fired from a job when they go. Your car started out front, so you 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 know. So so. They had a stand-up comedy audition that night that I didn't know about, and my agent calls me and said, you, "You're going to audition tonight, right?" I'm like, "What are you talking about? They have a they have a stand-up comedy audition tonight at the Laugh Factory." I'm like, "What?" Everybody you can name: John Leguizamo, Jim Carrey, Martin Lawrence, Chris Rock, blah 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 blah. Everybody's there. Thirty of the hottest comics in town. I'm number thirtieth. <laughs> I'm like, let's go. Let's go. And they were, let's pick, go. They were picking out of those 31 person to be on the show. No, they were looking for the cast. No, the whole cast. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, let's go. I don't know if you saw Cooper Cup in that game, but I'm Cooper Cup in that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I love Cooper Cup. You uh, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you crushed, and then immediately afterwards, did somebody come up to you? Keenan came outside because I, I was, I usually don't, I never watch comics when it comes to that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm too, too, too absorbent, you know. I'm like hyper vigilant. I'll pick up everything. So I'm out there like a boxer, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, speaking of boxing, you know, it's like my favorite scene in. Um, in Rocky, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Mick, Mick comes to over to, um, well, Mick comes over to Rocky and he says, Rocky, I think you can, you can be the champ. And Rock goes, you know, why is that? What do you think that, Mick? Why are you looking around my house? My house stinks, Mick. That's right, it stinks, Mick. I never asked you for no favors. Ask me to fight the fight. I'll fight the fight. We'll be there, Mick. So I'm on the, I'm on the sidewalk. He sticks his head out and says, hey, I'm not telling anybody else this, but you got the show. Wow. <laughs> you were screaming in the inside, right? <laughs> man, man. And especially since as the night went on, my manager would come back and say, well, you can't do that bit because this person did that. You can't do that thing that you do because that person did it. Mm -hmm. You can't do Act is getting small, you know? But I'm like outside, like, you know, hey, you know what I mean? Let's go. I'm like I'm like Dustin Hoffman in 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 Papillon. You know what I mean? I'm just, like I, I'm gonna get it done. You know? It, I'm like like I'm like McQueen, man. I got the bags of coconuts ready to roll. You know, we're getting out of here. You know what I mean? We're getting out of here, bro. You know what I mean? I would have I would have I would have thought John. Uh, I like John Leguizamo. I think he's a very nice guy, and I think he's very talented. Uh, his one man show that he did some years ago, I thought was tremendous. I he would have probably been good on on in Living Color. But you know that's that's the um, for our audience and for our souls, you know, that's the real truth of 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 this journey, this one way trip we have on this earth. You know, is that you know if one thing doesn't work out, as long as you're here, and as long as you're you know working towards what it is that you want, eventually something happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm waiting. And that's for all of us. <laughs> mm -hmm. for, every, for anybody out there thinking, you know, that 
you know, maybe things aren't going to work out with the relationship or maybe things aren't going to work out with this addiction I got, or maybe, you know, maybe this just isn't, this whole place isn't for me. You know, you know, people get to get to that point. I understand it. You know, just know, you know, the next moment always will give you the next moment. You know, it's that roller coaster ride of life. You know, the roller roller coaster can't always stay down in the dips. It's got to go up at some point. It's got to go up. You know, the scariest part is those last little clicks when you're about to go down. So it's all fun. Yeah. yeah, And then click, click. (laughs) Oh, Well, the scariest part is the 16-year-old kid that doesn't give a damn that's in charge of the entire ride. <laughs> right, exactly. And, and he's, you know, or, or, or you know, or worse, you know, it's some really cheap, 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 cheap amusement park. And the guy's got, you know, his Marlboro's rolled up in his, in his, his T-shirt shoulder. And he looked like he's been on meth for like 91 and a half BB years. And he's like, you got a Marlboro hanging out. His mother going, you're putting your kids on the ride or not? You know, I'm like, not. Uh, I always we'll want, take a chance on the kettle corn. I, I always wanted to be the DJ for the uh, Himalaya. You know, um, the the boss jock, you know, it's like, ladies and gentlemen, you're getting ready to melt your face. I know you keep your eyes in the because everything's going to get crazy. We got Motley Crew backwards. Yeah. You know, and you go in reverse. <laughs> yes. Yes. That That's, uh, you got to. Whoever had that aspiration, I got to check. You got to, you got to check yourself in, bro. <laughs> My life has gotten to that point where I aspire to be the DJ on the Himalaya. <laughs> this is 47, right? <laughs> um, before it's I, like I aspire to be one of the, um, I aspire to be one of the big giant stuffed animals at Chuck <laughs> E. Cheese in like North Hollywood. You know, <laughs> Um, before I get these guys have questions, I want to get to, and I, I know I only have a certain amount of time with you, but I do want to ask you about Arsenio. Uh, was Arsenio Hall and that show uh, beneficial to you and your career uh, as it played a part in a lot of other people's careers, especially African-Americans? He's a tool. Oh, I'm right. just kidding. That's a <laughs> that, um, that I learned from the kids. Um, um, yes, I will say that because Arsenio Hall put me on television before in Living Color. Oh. Okay. Put me on TV as a stand-up. Robert Townsend put me on TV as a stand-up comedian. And Hall put me on television as a stand-up comedian. The good thing about being a stand-up comedian when when in in the early, uh, anywhere from the, uh, I'd say, late 90s, all the way back, Mm -hmm. you can actually be a stand-up comedian with no TV credits, no movie credits. And if you were funny, you can be on TV. Now you need both. Um, now you don't need none of it. I mean, you can you can kind of like just go to TikTok and eat some fruit <laughs> and still get paid seven figures. Yeah, mm-hmm. you give advice yeah. while looking very young, Ted Nugent. But go ahead, <laughs> Nate. Do you have a question for Tommy Davidson? Yeah, Tommy, what was the, the process of, uh, in living color, getting, uh, skits on the air? Were you guys, did you get to play a big part of that? And I, I know like I've seen some documentaries on SNL, how they, they pitch them and then they, they cut them down and only a certain amount make it to air. What was the process with it in living color? Our process was really simple. If it was funny, it got on the air and, and what we constituted as funny as if we were all were laughing while we rehearsed it. So, so we, we had the show. We run off with a writer with all of our ideas, and then we pitch our ideas to the whole show. Okay, 
So all the writers were there, all the producers were there, even the assistants were there. That's a good thing about In Living Color. It was a group effort, man. So, And you'd have to show them what you wanted to do on the show. And if it tanked there, it ain't getting on the show. You know what I mean? So that was our process. As far as censorship goes, we had no control over it. That was really Keenan and, and, and the producers of the show. But we didn't help him much. He told us, listen, I want you guys to go for it. And I don't care. I'll take care of the censorship stuff. When you're on camera and stuff, do what you need to do, whatever you want to do. We were like, you sure? He's like, I'm sure. We're like, you sure? He's like, I'm sure. And so we did it. By the time we were on our fifth show, he was coming into the rehearsal hall going, guys, you're going to make me, we're going to lose the show. You can't do, you can't do whatever you want to do, man. He said, yeah, but you told us that. He said, he said yeah, but I'm going to have to kind of curve that. And we were like, okay. Then when he left, we went, and we did it again. When you also- and, and, even, and, he, and even he would come back sometimes. <laughs> That's what's beautiful about this dude. Even he would come back on a Monday when we got the, you know, the big meeting and we're all back. Even he would come back Monday crying like, Fuck. <laughs> you guys, you guys, man. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like you know how you, he, 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 he knew he shouldn't be doing it, but he loved it. Yeah. Well, that's the best boss, right? They'll just kind of turn yeah. a blind eye to it. But also you guys had the, the luxury of being on a, a, a new network like Fox and, and they were a lot um, more lax. They were trying to make some yeah. noise. That's what actually saved us. But in that, now this is all subjective, this next stuff I'm going to say, but it's based on my experience, you know, and my wisdom in, 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 in the business, as long as the, in, in television, as long as I've been in TV. And um, because of that, it changed TV in general, period. Because we were able to express ourselves on that level without being disturbed or without being edited, it's actually brought us to a place now where you can't even do it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's some weird thing has happened where this sort of a censorship, a new censorship has come along, you know, and it's not like, well, you can't say that. It's like, because you said that we're going to attack your life and your whole career. And, you know, you're canceled. Right. You have If you say something that we don't like, we're going to cancel your life. You know what I mean? You haven't been hit with that hammer, though. You've been like Blade Runner or some shit. So you're like, you're like, okay, well, that's cool and everything. But you, you, if this is cancel culture, you can't cancel me because I am culture. (laughs) But you haven't been hit with the cancel culture hammer. You've skirted that. That's what I'm saying. I am culture. (laughs) You're indestructible. Uh, Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, the basically, basically is, you know, I use the Frankenstein model is what's going on right now. You know what I mean? And and the doctor was the, the monster because he's dug this guy up, this innocent dude. He wants to bring him to life. He does it. Igor cuts the daggone brain. He knows that he puts it in anyway. Uh-huh. So it renders this, this, this being to be about two years old men- mentality-wise. You know, two years old, love everything. So there's nothing wrong with him. He just looks different. <laughs> you know, so everybody in town goes... 
Have you seen this cat that looks like that? Right. So let's get some, let's get some sickles, you know, sickles ain't popsicles. They're the curved thing that, you know, are used to cut wheat. That's for, anyway. So but also the, like the, the guy with the, the doom guy. Okay. The doom sickles now. I got so you. anyway, so, so the whole town gets together. They're going to burn down the castle because they want to, they want to catch up to the cat that gave the little girl the flower. Mm-hmm. So the, 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 do you own a sickle, Tommy? I, 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 that's what I need to know. Because I have sickle like bomb pie. I got some bomb pies in the fridge. Right? <laughs> um, um, but do I own a sickle? I do not. Yeah, I have a I have a German battle mace in my closet, but not a sickle yet. Yeah, I mean I can have all that stuff a machete, a sickle, and all that stuff, but <laughs> they just don't work these days. You know, fast enough. Fast enough. Uh, Jill, question for Tommy. I do have a question for Tommy. Y'all did not tell me that we were going to be talking to the. Oscar Proud. I'm a 90s kid. That was one of my favorite cartoons growing up. Let's I'm like starstruck over here. Will you please tell us about it? Yeah, I will. As long as you know, as long as they know who Oscar Proud is. Hold on a second. Oh Mama, my where you at? Oh my God, give him to him. Everybody wants some proud snack? Give him to him. All right. I am she right back from- in fifth grade. Oh my God. <laughs> She's talking about the resurgence of a show I did 20 something years ago. Wow. And it's yeah. back. And there's a whole new generation that are now young adults. They get a chance to see the second series. The beautiful thing about the Proud family is it has nothing to do with black and white. It's just fun. I love you know? that show. God, it was so it's good. It's fun. You know, you, you think that, you know, you think that all the brothers and, and the sisters are going to win the hip hop dance contest against the peanuts. And then, and then, and then um, Zoe wins it. <laughs> you know, Zoe is like, you know, you know, knock kneed skinny white girl with these giant glasses on and she kills kills the thing. Yeah. And if that's not America, somebody tell me where I really live. <laughs> that's great. You're like a little schoolgirl. I am. I was looking I was like, there is no way I'm about to meet the Oscar Proud. Get out of here. <laughs> I wish I would have known you were that excited about Oscar Proud earlier. I was we could have told I love whole, that show. It was just so good. So the whole interview with Oscar Proud. I mean, damn, I didn't realize. Sorry. It, yeah, it's 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 one of is a crown gem of mine because it's it's it was number one on on Disney every year and now it's number one around the world because it's on Disney Plus you know so it's now streamed everywhere so so what what a success and then here personally you know my little girls at the time were let me see Jillian was probably about six when it was out. And Jessica was probably about 10, I think. They're 30, 34, and 28 now. So, you know, and I raised them, and, and I'm the father on on um, the Proud family who's raising his daughter. Mm. So here we are, now Penny's in high school, and I went through all of it. So it's like I'm the real dad, too. Yeah. On that. You know, it's just, it's just, geesh. Let me, let me bring this back to uh, the single, I Know. Uh, featuring Richard Elliott. You can get that anywhere you get your music streaming, Spotify, all that good stuff. Um, you know, I, I remember... It felt almost a little anticlimactic there. Well, Not because of you, but because that's new. That's all. What, the what the streaming? Music, the music career is new. Oh, the music... Well, you've done, you've done albums before, though. No. No, I haven't. This is my first... I've done a single back when I was, like, yeah. probably about... 
you know, did a go-go single back in, in, in DC, but you know, this is my second single. My first single was sweet reunion, uh, with Dave Koz and it, it did beautifully and I'm very proud of it. And then the second single now I know is with Richard Elliott. So I chose smooth jazz as my choice, you know, uh, uh, right now. And I really love that, love that music. And it's something that I, you know, I can do anything, but it, it looked like a really good place to start. Yeah. Was, was kind of where I'm at, uh, you know, well, like um, I- by the time I'm done, I'm hoping to be able to uh, play for you guys or have released, you know, the song that I did with Slash and 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 and, and, and Kenny Wayne and um, uh, Jeff Beck. You know, I, I want to be able to do it all. Yeah, you want to you want to perform so, with Slash from GNR. It's already done, um, um, but it's not time. It's not. It's not time to talk it's, about it. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not. Yeah, I mean, I'm just starting. Uh. So I'm starting in smooth jazz, but who knows, right? Do you think that Tommy Davidson could be a rock star? Without doubt. Okay. What do you think Tommy Davidson could be a pop star? Without a doubt. Okay. They're all they're all in me. Uh, well, do you think Tommy Davidson could be a country music star? Yeah, yeah, but at this point, I don't know if I really want to try because mm-hmm. you know it's it's one. I really love the way country's going. You know what I mean? And I really love it now. It's like, not like I didn't love it in, before, but it's just like hot, man. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, unless I have the right song, unless I have the right song and, I, and it's coming from the heart for me, I will not country because I think, I think for me, and yeah, I mean, just cut my hands off, whatever you want to do. But no, don't do that. But, but <laughs> I just want to say that I think that, that there's the new nucleus of country music contains some 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 principles and some ethics that have to be preserved for all of us. Whoa. And they're very simple. Yeah. You know, for me country just thinks about hey, I'm feeling this way today or things didn't work out over here but things are going to be all right, you know. Um, you know, I, I, ju- I just love some simple things and that's all it takes. I don't have to have all of this. All I need is my baby. You know, just that, that, that kind of thing I just think has to be in our music. Well, my daughter has this new boyfriend who is uh, South Georgia and he loves his country music. So she's, inter- he's introducing her to country music. So she's like a pop loving music type of girl. Right, right. Right. And I said, you know what? I got no problem with it. I was like, it's better than, you know, death thrash metal where you're going to be going to some neo-Nazi party. I go. Exactly. Or like <laughs> some of the hip hop I listen to, I go, wow, maybe now I need a machine gun. <laughs> yeah. All right. Look, uh, I didn't mean for it to sound anticlimactic, but uh, I, I'm very. No, no, no. I'm, that wasn't it. That wasn't it. I'm very excited just, for you. It's just this is a brand new party. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's all. It's like, you know, you break open, you know, you break open a pinata, you know, and there's all this candy that comes out. You know what I mean? And then there's like a pair of noon checks. You know, you're like, what's, <laughs> oh, wait, okay, okay, so the noon checks, you, you know, they're packed with action now. You know what I mean? But, you know what I mean? You, you, you can use them. I mean, that's, you know, you're like, whoa, you know what I mean? But it's just like, you know. What, what, okay, okay, cool. You look at them, but you're so, so you're so busy getting the candy. You just go, you know. Now, finally, that's the only thing left on the floor. You know what I mean? I, I, I wish. 
I, I wish I would have had them nunchucks to open up this damn right, pinata. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. And some woman over there is going, well, does battery fit in both of them? I don't understand this, this toy. You know? <laughs> That's funny. All right, look, uh, went over my time. I'm getting yelled at. Tommy Davidson, uh, it's been a pleasure. It's been an honor. And if there's ever another opportunity, please remember us. Um, I'd love to have you back on. Let's make the opportunity, man. If you guys want to, you know, you, you got my people's contact. If you want to just have a jam again, man, let's just jam. Yeah. The life is short, man. And I didn't know that you were at that show. I hosted the show. I was like the guy nobody <laughs> knew hosting the show as a local radio personality hosting right, the show. Right. Yeah, I was that guy. You know, Right. You know what the, what's kind of compelling about that is that with, I forgot the guy's name from the band that, that was there. Poison, uh, Brett Michaels. Right. We were on, we were on the, we were at the dawn of the whole reality show revolution. Yeah. Yeah. His was one of the first shows. Rock of Love. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that was when he had Big John with him, who became a, a, a celebrity because of the show. Um, he's going through some health issues right now, but, uh, he, he was just a fantastic human being. He was their roadie bodyguard type of guy and he did everything for the band. Um, but he was like, <laughs> it was like him and Brett for the show, but he was the handler, but he became a big deal because of the show. I saw women throwing themselves at him because right, of the right. show. It was great. Yeah, it's, he's like the he's like the wrangler for uh for uh, 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 Jerry Springer. <laughs> yeah, that, that little short guy. <laughs> all right, Tommy, thanks for the time, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Best of luck with the single. All right, guys, thanks for doing this with me. Let's do it again, man.